Unbelievable. Thank you. Hello, Green Bay. Thank you. We love Green Bay. Thank you. Thank you. In the great state of Wisconsin, home of the legendary Green Bay Packers, right? And there's no place I'd rather be than right here in America's heartland, right? And there's no one I'd rather be with than you, the hardworking patriots who make our country run so well, and it's running right now better, maybe, than it ever has. Thank you. The strength of our nation is found in the heart of our people, so true. Tonight, America's heart is with the victims of the horrific synagogue shooting in Poway, California, just happened. Our entire nation mourns the loss of life, prays for the wounded, and stands in solidarity with the Jewish community. We forcefully condemn the evil of anti-Semitism and hate, which must be defeated. Just happened. Must be defeated. And we are grateful to the law enforcement personnel for their courageous response. Incredible response today by law enforcement. And I especially want to recognize a certain off-duty Border Patrol agent who bravely returned fire and helped disrupt the attack and saved so many lives. Border Patrol. And I also want to thank Mayor Steve Voss had a great conversation, and Governor Gavin Newsom had a great conversation. And we stand together. We will all get to the bottom of it. We're going to get to the bottom of a lot of things happening in our country. Together, we're building a new chapter of American greatness, one founded on the idea that all citizens are entitled to live in safety, prosperity, and peace. This is an exciting time for our great country. This is an exciting time for America. Just yesterday, it was announced that the United States economy grew some people thought unexpectedly, not me, I didn't think. In fact, frankly, if we had the Obama interest rates, low, almost nothing, actually nothing. And if we had quantitative easing instead of tightening, we use this conservative approach we would have been even much higher than this, but this is very high, far greater. First quarter is always, for the most part, it's the lowest quarter. We did 3.2% in the first quarter. GDP crushing expectations. 
and accelerating our economic boom. And that was with a shutdown. That was with a lot of different things. That was with bad weather. That was with everything you can imagine. 3.2 in the first quarter, usually the lowest and worst quarter. And Prime Minister Abi, we're negotiating trade deals because every country has been ripping us off for years. And I really like the Prime Minister. He's a friend of mine. But I said, Mr. Prime Minister, we got to do something. For so many decades, we've been losing tens of billions of dollars to China and Japan and India and name any country. And we lost. But we're not losing anymore. And I said, listen, we got to do something. $68 billion in trade losses over the last four or five years, a year. So we're renegotiating. And I think he'll be fair. I think he'll be fair. And by the way, he, he started by saying that he's putting $40 billion into the United States for new car factories. Toyota's coming in with $14 billion. Many, many companies are coming in. And they're coming in, frankly, to Michigan. They're coming back. They want to be back to Ohio, to Pennsylvania, to North Carolina, South Carolina. Florida, and what's the name of this special place? It's called Wisconsin. So they'll be investing very shortly, and it started already 40 billion, with a B, 40 billion dollars, and it'll be a lot more than that. The poverty rate for Wisconsin families has reached the lowest rate in 22 years. The unemployment rate for Wisconsin workers has reached historical. It's never been this low before. Ever, ever, ever. Think of that. Never been historic low. And we're now the number one economy anywhere in the world, and it's not even close. By the way, Saturday night, is there any place that's more fun than a Trump rally. Can you imagine Sleepy Joe, Crazy Bernie? You look at the candidates, right? I think Pocahontas, she's finished, she's out. She's gone. No, when it was found that I had more Indian blood in me than she did. And then it was determined that I had none, but I still had more. 
That was the end of her 32-year scam on colleges. But can you imagine any of these people up here doing what I'm doing? There'd be 200 people show up if they were president. If they weren't president, nobody would show up. Is that right? And I have to say, I was saying on the way over, they were telling me about bad weather, by the way. We may have to cancel tonight. I said, are you crazy? No, can you imagine? I learned this morning, they thought you were gonna have a big snowstorm, right? A big, big snowstorm. The people that get it wrong the most are the weather forecasters and the political analysts. I said, there's a big, big storm. It's going to be hitting Green Bay. We may have to cancel. I said, like hell, we're going to cancel. People are standing out. People are standing out 24 hours ago, 32 hours ago, outside. Who stood out there for 24 hours? Thank you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. And you know what? And you're rewarded with the best seats in the house, right? That's the way it's supposed to be, right? America's future has never been brighter. Yet, the Democrats, those very friendly people in Washington, have never been angrier than they are today. You see, somebody else with a very low level of energy, was supposed to be standing here instead of me. They wouldn't be in this room. <laughs> I don't know, they got some problems, I would say that. But, you know, if you look, two weeks out, in 2016, I was going to rallies. We were doing five and six, like this. And there were thousands of people outside, just like there are right now. We had 69,000 people sign up to come in. What does this place hold, like 10 or 12 or whatever? Whatever it holds, we set the record. I just was told by the owners, where's the owner here? Nice guy. What the hell it holds, but we just set the record. Where's the owner? Is this your record? Thank you. Whoa. Thank you. It's always dangerous. He said, Yes, it is, sir. It's always dangerous. Yes, that word. No, sir, I'm dead. They will take, they will take that answer and that'll be headlines. Thank you very much, you saved me. Now, this is the record. We set records everywhere, and it's not me. This is a movement like we've never seen in the history of our country. But the radical, liberal Democrats put all their hopes behind their collusion delusion 
which has now been totally exposed to the world as a complete and total fraud. The greatest political hoax in American history. It really has been. So this witch hunt was never really just about me. It was always about stopping you, the millions and millions of freedom-loving citizens who rose up on that incredible November day. Remember that day? November 8th. And demanded a government that puts America first, okay? And we're doing that with China. We're doing that with India. We're doing that with Japan. We're doing it with a great new trade deal that hopefully will get approved in the House. I hope they're going to approve it because it's great for the farmers. Everybody wants it. Everybody loves it. But we're all signed up and getting ready, I guess, in 30 days to put it in. The USMCA, like the song, YMCA, right? You remember? USMCA. That's with Mexico and Canada. It's a great deal. And uh, it's going to be very, really good for manufacturers and really, really good for the farmers. That's what we want to do. So, put a lot of pressure on your congressmen and your senators because they have to ratify it. You know, they have to approve it. And frankly, with what you have today, maybe they'd rather have us have a loss than do something that's good for the country. Right? Because NAFTA is one of the worst trade deals ever signed in the history of our country. You look at around Wisconsin, but you still see the scars. Empty buildings. You go up to New England, you go to Ohio, you go to different places, NAFTA was a disaster. And what we had, the one thing I wanted more than anything else, I want to make it almost impossible for a company to leave Wisconsin and leave other states and go to Mexico and go to other places, but go to Mexico, fire its workers, open a new plant in Mexico, hire other workers, and sell the equipment into the United States. I don't want that. And we're not going to do it. And it, it makes it virtually not economically viable. That's what I want. So uh, it's going to be great. I hope we can get Congress to get it approved quickly, because it's going to be fantastic for everybody in this room and especially manufacturers and farmers and people aren't going to be firing people and moving their plants to other countries. Remember that spell we were going through before I was a politician, remember? Can you believe I'm a politician? I can't even believe <laughs> Politician. But remember that spell where everybody was just leaving the country and going into Mexico, Canada, Mexico, Canada? And Canada has been taking big advantage of your agricultural products. You know that. You know, Canada, we love the song, Oh Canada. Let's sing Oh Canada, right? We love the song. But I came up here a year ago, and I was with farmers, and they were selling specialty milk. Now, you're getting killed for years. 297% tariff. That means you can't sell it. That's essentially putting up a barrier. So all of those things are taken care of in this new deal. And you're going to be opened up, and they don't love it. But it's going to be good for everybody. It's going to be good for everybody. And if they didn't approve, I would have just put tariffs on the cars. I would have done that. I didn't want to do that. 
I didn't want to do that. But I said, if that's not going to happen, we're putting tariffs on the cars, and frankly, we'll make more money. But the farmers wouldn't be helped so much, but you'll watch the company grow and prosper as you starve. That's no good, right? So we like it. And it's good, actually. It's good for Canada. It's good for Mexico. It's good for us. We got to get Congress to approve it. So put a lot of pressure on these geniuses we have over here. That's going to be a great trade deal. And we're very close to making a deal with China. But who knows? I always say, who knows? Because who the hell knows? The deal is either going to be a great deal. It has to be. I told President Xi, he's a friend of mine. I said, listen, this can't be like a good deal for both. This has to be a deal because we have been losing to China for many years. $500 billion a year. We have rebuilt China. We've given them so much. But think of it. And that's cash. You know, they can say it's surplus. They can say it's deficit. Call it whatever. You, it, we were losing cash. We're giving them 500. How the hell can you do it? And as Prime Minister Robbie said to me today, he said, nobody's ever talked to me this way from our country. It's true. No, he said it friendly. No, he said it friendly. He said it friendly. He's a friend of mine. But he said nobody from this country, no president has ever said this. You know, they, nobody ever even talked about it. We lose $75 billion a year. Japan, as an example, sells us their cars. The cars come in. No tax. They don't take our cars. Other than that, it's a very fair deal. <laughs> so the cars come in. Essentially, it's 2.5%, but essentially, it's no tax. Our agriculture, they don't want it. We want to sell the agriculture. So they sell cars. We sell practically nothing. That's how we have these massive imbalances with so many countries. Now, China's the big one. Because with China, it's at least $375 billion a year deficit. Think of it. Who the hell wants — who made these deals? It's true. It's true. Honestly, in all fairness to Obama, this was him, but this was before Obama, a long time before Obama. This has been going on for a long time. And all I'm telling you is, if we don't make a deal, we're going to do even better, okay? We have all the cards. Don't forget, we're the piggy bank that everybody's robbing. We're the, we're the ones. We're the piggy bank that everybody is stealing from and robbing and taking advantage of. But no matter how hard they try to stop us, they can't because our love for America will always be stronger than a corrupt thirst for power. This, I don't, I, I'll tell you what, you know, people say, oh, he wants to take over the country. He wants to extend. They don't believe I'm leaving in six years. He wants to extend. He wants to have presidency for life. These are sick people. I promise at the end of six years, I'll be very happy, but you're going to be left with the strongest country you've ever had. I promise you that.
USA. We love USA, and that's right. And that's what this fight is all about. We're taking on the failed political establishment and restoring government of, by, and for the people. It's the people. You're the people. You won the election. And if you look at what's happened with the scum that's leaving the very top of government, people that others used to say, oh, that's one that dirty, these were dirty cops. These were dirty players. You take a look at what's going on. There's 21 of them already. And I'm not even doing, they're just leaving because they got caught like nobody ever got caught. And in the truest sense of the word, what we are doing now is draining the swamp. That's true. Swamp, but are we having a good time or what? Yeah. And look at all those beautiful red hats and some white ones. Some white. Look at that. Those are that's a lot of red hats, and but you do have the white ones too, right? And you have the black ones, too. You have a lot of them. You have a lot of different ones. But let me just tell you, so we have to make a decision. Do you want to make it tonight? So we're doing great. The country's doing great. We're rebuilding our military. We're doing so many things. Listen, so we have a decision to make. We may have the greatest theme in the history of politics. It's called Make America Great Again. It's called MAGA Country. MAGA Country. It's called MAGA country. You know, I didn't hear that term until that third-rate actor in Chicago went out and he said, I was beaten up by MAGA country. Can you believe it? Now, that's a hate crime, right? He said he was beaten up by MAGA country. Turned out to be a total lie. But think of it. MAGA, make America great again. And by the way, I have to tell you, that case in Chicago is a disgrace to our nation. Disgrace. So, so we have a decision to make. Now, if this weren't the greatest thing, I really believe, and it's been said, but make America great again. Ronald Reagan used seldom, let's make America great. Close, but not the same. Let's. Apostrophe, yes, you don't want the apostrophe. It's too complicated. Doesn't work. But Ronald Reagan was good. He said, let's make, but he didn't use it. He used it a little bit. We seriously used it, right? MAGA. And MAGA we got for free, because my whole deal was make America great again. All of a sudden, people are like going, hashtag MAGA. But we have a choice to make and a decision to make. So 
Very shortly, we're going to say, you see what we did with our vets? We have choice. We're going to go over. We have accountability where you can fire. We have a lot of things. Okay. We've done so much. Our military is, like, going to be very soon in great shape. We took 100% of the caliphate in Syria. Everyone said, oh, you're never going to be. And by the way, by the way, and when some whack job that picks up something over the internet goes out and blows up a store and people get killed, I understand that happens. I understand, because these people are sick. They're demented. But we nevertheless, in terms of a war, we took 100 percent. But you're going to have these cells, and they're going to do damage, and it's a shame. And we've got to stop them. We've done a great job, but we, we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful. These are sick, horrible human beings, if you even call them human beings. So we've got to be careful. And you know what? When you see — and I say this because we have a massive television audience — do you ever see so many cameras? If somebody else were here, you'd have about, uh, like, none. <laughs> this is like the Academy Awards used to be before they started hitting us and their ratings started falling like a rock. <laughs> True. So we have a choice to make. Ready? So make America great again. The problem is we've made America great very soon. We're going to have a couple of things to do. We should have had health care, but one man decided to vote against us at the last moment. I was like, even though he campaigned for eight years, repeal and replace, but that's okay. That's okay, because we're coming up. We win. We're coming up with a great package of health care. We're going to be the party of health care. We're coming up with a great package after the election. We've got to take back the House. We've got to win the Senate. We're going to win the presidency. We're going to have great. But we got rid of the individual mandate. That's a big thing. That was the worst part of all that. So here's what our decision is. Do we use for the new campaign, which will be starting soon? We have the great Sarah Huckabee over here, Sarah. Mr. President, obviously I thought it was going to be a little warmer here in Wisconsin, but it's pretty hot in this room tonight. Thanks to, uh, thanks to all the amazing things you've done for our country. Last year, this night, I was at a slightly different event. Uh, not quite the best welcome, so this is an amazing honor. 
I'm so proud to work for the president. They said he couldn't win in 2016, and he did. They said that he couldn't make our economy better, and it's booming. They said he couldn't rebuild the military, and he's done it. They said there was collusion, and there wasn't. They've questioned him at every step, and he's proven them wrong every single time because of all of you. Thank you, Mr. President, for leading our country. Thank you. She doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand me after all these years. She's becoming too popular. I'm jealous. Sarah, you're fired! <laughs> she was wondering, what was that all about? She's been great. And Dan Scavino, and Mike, and the whole group, and Madeline. Everybody. What a group. What a group. No, they're great people, and they really love this country. They really, and what they've been through, they've been through a lot. They've been through a lot of phony stuff. The witch hunts, they've been through a lot. So we're delighted to be joined tonight by many incredible Wisconsin Republican leaders. A really great friend of mine, a man who is really the focus of what's going on in so much of Washington. Very tough guy, very strong guy. I call him Wisconsin Tough. And I don't even know if you know it, and I don't know if you appreciate it, but I'm telling you, he's really good. Ron Johnson, your senator. Thank you, Ron. A great job. He's doing a big job now, I can tell you that. He's working on some things that are very important. And members of Congress, Brian Style. Brian, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Glenn Grothman. This guy. Every time I introduce him, you know, I love champions. I don't care if it's in sports. I just like champions. So he's your tree-climbing champion. You know who I'm talking about? For five years, and that's not easy. He'd go up and come down. He said the hard part was coming down because you'd get killed if you missed. But for five years, he was the champion, the world champion, five years. And he's with us tonight, and I'll tell you, he's our champion. He fights so hard. He's working on a reciprocal trade bill. So if somebody charges us a tariff of 100 percent or 50 percent or 25 percent, we say, thank you very much. We're going to have a reciprocal tax of 25 or 50 or <laughs> What could be wrong with that? And he's leading the charge, and he's got tremendous enthusiasm, but he's a great guy, and he is a great champion. Sean and his wife, by the way, is better than him. Sean Duffy. Right? <laughs> I 
And another great friend of mine, somebody that's been so effective, Mike Gallagher. Mike, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. And thanks also to Wisconsin House Majority Leader Jim Steinecke. Jim. Thanks, Jim. Great. Oh, uh, Wisconsin. Senate President Roger Roth, Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald. Thank you. These are great people. They've done so much for us. And we have other leaders in the room, but we all know who they are. They've been incredible. The Republican Party's been incredible. After just the first two years' time, America is winning again, and America is respected again all over the world. No more games. All over the world. Since the election, We've created more than six million new jobs. Nobody would have believed that. If I said this when I came here often, I came here often. Remember I came and they didn't like certain people that were with me. They booed the hell out of those people, right? But they liked me. That's all that mattered. If I would have said six million jobs we're going to create by this time, two and a half years. Can you believe how time flies? Two and a half years already. I said the other night, I remember first night standing in my bedroom. I should say our bedroom. <laughs> With our great first lady, I said, do you believe? First night, I said, here we are. Here we are in the White House. And four years sounded so long away. And now four years is coming up. With two and a half years, and no administration has done as much as we have in the first two and a half years. Ever. So, By the way, yesterday was our first lady's birthday. And people love her. We're about the same age, very close. But if I would have said that we would be, in two and a half years, creating six million jobs, people would have laughed. 600,000 manufacturing jobs. Remember, President Obama said, manufacturing jobs are gone. You need a wand, a magic wand. We found the magic wand because they're coming and they're coming fast. And those are great jobs. In the state of Wisconsin alone, we have created 23,000 brand new manufacturing and construction jobs, a record. After years and years of declining wages, wages are rising for the first time in 21 years. And you know what's nice? Because I have a couple of friends here. They're pretty wealthy people, very successful people. And you know what? The hell with them. I don't care. I care about everybody. You know what I love? You know what I love? 
I love the fact that wages are rising fastest for the lowest income Americans. The percentage rise. I love it. You know, when they say it hasn't trickled down, the most successful, percentage-wise, the most successful are the lowest income Americans. There's something great about that. And people that are now able to go out, you know, we got Veterans Choice. We also have Employment Choice because you never had a chance. You had to stay in a job that you hated or you couldn't get a job. Now you can go out, you have seven alternatives. You get a job that you love and you get much higher salaries. It's great. It's great. And you've heard me say this a hundred times, but I say it again and I'll keep saying it. The unemployment rates for African-Americans, Hispanic Americans, and Asian Americans have all reached their lowest levels in the history of our country. And remember this, if I make any misstatement, if I'm off by just a little tiny bit, those people back there will be headlines. So I have to be very careful. Fake news, they're fake. They are fake. They are fakers. People. I'll tell you, you know what sucks? Their ratings suck because people don't believe them anymore. We have cut 30,000 pages of job-killing regulations from the Federal Register. That's an all-time record. It's never happened before. Right? Wrong. We passed the largest package of tax cuts and reforms in our nation's history. And you know something that is very important to me and very important to, because of you, to keep family farms, ranches, and small businesses together in the family. When you pass on and go to heaven so you can look down at these great children, and if you don't like your children, don't listen to what I'm going to say. Probably a couple of you out there to say, you know, I don't like the kid. I'm not leaving him my damn farm, right? <laughs> probably. Anybody in here like that? Raise your hand. No, don't. <laughs> but on the assumption that you love your kids and you love your family and you want to leave the farm, you remember what used to happen. The estate tax was 45, 50, 55 percent. They had to go out and borrow money. And sometimes the, the land is worth more than the income and they couldn't do it and the banks end up and the banks fight them and that's not what they do for a living, the kids, and they lose the farm, they lose the ranch, they lose the small business, right? Well, we have eliminated the unfair estate tax or death tax on all of those things. Zero. Zero. That's a good one. After decades of calamitous trade deals that stripped away our wealth, literally stripped away this country's wealth and our jobs, and 
so many other things, took away our dignity, when great companies would leave the United States for another country because of stupid taxes, because of stupid regulations, because, frankly, in some cases, and the unions are going to work on this, I tell them, you got to work on this, you got to have a little flexibility, because there are other choices. But now the choices are going to be other states. They're going to be competition. But you know what? Now, America fought back, and all of these companies are coming back into our nation again. They want to be where the action is. They want to be where the action is. They're all coming back, all of them. And the era of economic surrender is over. That's what we did. We were like, you remember? That, I used to do it when I was a civilian, when I had no idea I was going to be running for president. Right? I had no idea. I used to say, what the hell is going on? In Michigan, they gave me an award six years, seven years ago. I had no idea. It was the man of the year in Michigan. I went to Michigan. I said, do you people know what's happening? You're losing all your car companies. They're all leaving. They're going to Mexico, Canada. They're, le they're leaving. They're going to China. Do you know what the hell is? And this was before I was thinking about running for office. But I've been saying it for 20 years. And now we've stopped it. Those companies are all coming back. It's great.